welcome to I Hear Design, an Interiors and Sources podcast series. My name is Adrian Thompson, the host for today's episode, as well as Associate Editor for Interiors and Sources. So over the past several months, for many of us, I know our daily environments have changed drastically. Those who typically worked in the offices are now working at home. You know, parents that work remotely suddenly have to balance having their kids and young children at home during work hours and so on. And now, as people are slowly transitioning back to commercial environments, it has many questioning their interior layouts, both at home and in the office, just really thinking about space and how materials are used and how they affect uh, us users within this environment. Really just looking at the big picture of interior layouts and how everything is connected as a whole. Some like to call this holistic design and here to chat with us about this topic. With us today is Gala Mangrina, who is the founder and principal of Gala Magrina Design, which specializes in holistic interior design for both commercial and residential spaces. We're so glad to have you here, Gala. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me and for wanting to chat about this um, incredible topic. Yeah, you know, I know I just threw the phrase out there for some. Um, they're not super familiar with it, like myself. I personally, this is a new topic to me, so I'm really excited to learn about it. So just to get us started with today's conversation, can you just start off by explaining what does holistic design mean for interior design and why is it important, especially for commercial interiors? Sure. So um, before I uh, define holistic interior design, I love to define what traditional interior design is. And for me, that means the, the marrying of beauty and function. So holistic interior design does that but then it goes a couple steps beyond um, the, the, the physical world of furniture and decor, right? Because our, what exists and what we experience is so much more than, than the physical world and what we can see, hear, feel, you know, smell or touch. So holistic interior design delves deeper and it goes into things um, like is basic uh, that you're going to see a, a lot in well as, as well, which is a certification and another way to do healthy environments. So air, um, you know, access to natural and fresh air and good air, um, light. So access to natural light as much as possible because that affects our circadian rhythms. Um, and if you can't have access to natural light, ensuring that you have a lighting system that mimics that as much as possible. Um, things like obviously the most uh, sort of common would be non-toxic sustainable materials so you're minimizing toxins in the environment and you're also helping the earth and giving back to the earth by using sustainable and recyclable materials um the idea that color is just so much more of like oh i like that you know but colors are affecting us 24 7. Um, we're not only taking it through our eyes but also through our skin and different colors elicit different responses in our bodies. So utilizing those to potentialize the space and better support you. Um, another big thing that you're seeing a lot today is biophilia and the introduction of, of nature into our environments. And that's simply because we no longer live in nature and we need nature um, for certain cues of what happens internally in our body. Um, in addition to it has a, you know, a bunch of proven positive effects like reduce stress, improve concentration, um, boost your mood, all of these things. So we're looking at bringing that inside. And then 
as I delve into a couple of these other topics, they get a little bit more, for lack of a better word, maybe like esoteric. I feel like, you know, we could call it woo-woo, but I feel like that, that has a negative connotation. And I actually see these as things that complete the design. So, um, you know, developing mindfulness programs for your employees. Mm -hmm. um, and the first step there is if you're aware of your environment, then that's a gateway to being aware of all these other things um, in your life. Um, incorporating exercise, you know, from a central staircase that helps employees, you know, move up and down within an office. Um, healthy eating with options in the cafeteria. This is another uh, function of, of the well certification. And then we get into energy. Um, and energy could be, you know, um, scientifically proven. So electromagnetic frequencies that are emanating from the, from the earth, as well as underground water. Those are things that we want to track and, and not build upon necessarily. To old energies that exist in spaces. Um, you know, for instance, in Queens, where my office is, that used to be farmland. So my office building at one point was probably on top of a farm um, where maybe animals were slaughtered for food. And those old energies stay within the spaces so we can work with people to, to rid our spaces of old stagnant energies and, and bless the space with energies. Um, that are much more positive, abundant, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and then very lastly, um, it's the introduction of ancient practices that um, regulate space. So from feng shui to vastu architecture, which is ancient Indian architecture, they've developed systems that are thousands of years old of where things should be positioned that are going to improve the lives of employees and bring more success and abundance and peace within the space. Huh. So that is how I define it. A bunch of uh, wonderful things. And, and in terms of why it's important in commercial is because, you know, pre-COVID, we spend most time, most of our time at work. And so we are, you know, exposed to, you know, toxins in the environment and we're exposed to this environment that if it is healthy and powerful and supportive, then, you know, you have health, healthy, happy um, employees. Um, and who doesn't want that? And who, who doesn't, as a company, doesn't want to give that to their employees, right? Exactly. And I, and I think right now, you know, everyone's so concerned with what their kind of working environment is looking like right now. And I think all of those wonderful things you listed off, so many companies, whether it's a manufacturer cre creating a product, a design firm like yourself creating a space, they are taking into consideration, you know, biophilia, wellness. Um, I would say mindfulness and exercise and things like that are not as prominent, but they're growing. And it's great to see people taking these into consideration but it almost seems like everything was put on a slight halt because of COVID. So I think, you know, looking ahead and going forward, you are going to have to take, you know, people's happiness levels into consideration because a lot has changed. Um, and I think incorporating some of the processes that you described can help in that sense a lot. Absolutely. And I think now more than ever, in addition to creating happy spaces for people, right? Um, you want to make sure that they're healthy and all of this leads to, you know, better health and happiness. So mm -hmm. it's, it's truly like, I see it as another COVID silver lining, like people now just being stuck at home are so much more aware of their spaces. So it's a great time to be talking about this because in, 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 you know, in history and all of these big moments and pandemics, 
it's, it's the possibility to take a giant leap forward. And I really hope that that is what happens both in commercial and, you know, personal spaces. Yep. And it's a situation that has definitely put health at the forefront of many people's minds, which is great when, for people looking to start new projects. You know, this is something that needs to be taken care of. Um, and speaking of projects in general, you know, what might be, if you have a specific one you'd like to mention or walk us through, I guess, your kind of design process through maybe a project or even how your guys' own office. Yes. So can you hear these? So, um, basically it's, it depends on how deep the client wants to go, right? Not all clients are, are unfortunately interested in doing some of these. So we start with the, the, the more, the easier targets. Um, like introducing non-toxic sustainable materials, um, addressing air and laying out floor plans that are going to maximize access to natural airflow or natural light. Um, color is a very easy way to um, bring different feelings and elicit different responses in the space. Uh, as is biophilia, you're seeing a lot of plants come inside. So those are kind of like our basic starting points. And then towards the end of the list, it just gets, it's, it gets a little bit more intricate and involved and it may not be for everybody. Yeah. And I think, you know, you brushed up on this a little earlier in our talk. Um, I think when people start looking at this list, like, oh, I don't know if we want to do this or incorporate that you have things to incentivize you like certifications like well and lead you know if you want your building or interior to reach these levels here are x y and z you can cross off on the list as well exactly and that was what was very important for me getting that well certification because i know that that's a hundred percent rooted in science and in research and in medicine and i know that that's important for a lot of people other people are like you know what i love all of this you know woo-woo-ness stuff you know bring a shaman in and have him clear my space and bless it so you know, we just want to make sure we have a wheelhouse for everybody. Nothing's wrong or right. I always say when I'm talking about this, I'm going to give you a lot of information and just pick one or two things that you connect with and let's do that. Yeah. And I think it's interesting, you know, people don't, he say woo woo stuff, but that's something, you know, I've personally never heard people talk about an interior design and that's just taking things to the next level or going those extra steps to incorporate different factors of holistic design. I find that very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's truly the part that I love. And like, you know, talking about something like energy, the example that I always give, people are like, well, well what is energy? How do you know it exists? Well, you know, we have machines that can, that can test, that, that can test energy, but also like think about walking into a room after two people have had an argument. And you, you kind of just, it feels yucky and you're like, mm, what just happened here? And you weren't part of the conversation, mm -hmm. but you're picking up on the energy of the room. That is the example I like to give. That is around us 24 seven. And I think this can be taken into consideration in all types of environments. You know, I know you do a little residential work, but of course, all commercial spaces, whether it's hospitality, of course, absolutely corporate, even retail, even healthcare and education. Uh, yeah, healthcare being the most, you know, that I think and, and wellness spaces should should be, you know, that, you know, all doing all of these steps, you know, that's where you're taking care of 
you know, potentially sick people and people that are, are most at risk. So why not make that environment not only 100% beautiful, but also healthy and supportive in every possible way? Exactly. And, you know, just some benefits to back up what you're saying. I'm sure it just kind of emphasizes to people, hey, we care, especially in healthcare. You know, we have this beautiful space. We want it to be healthy and comfortable for you too. What other benefits would you say people get out of incorporating holistic interior design? Absolutely. And, and just going back to like, you know, COVID and co companies wanting to take care of their employees, um, it's just, it's really important at this time. And, and what we're seeing is like, you know, a, a figure out of the Global Wellness Institute is, you know, health, healthfully and well-designed um, office spaces can lead to up to a 12% um, boost in productivity versus, you know, um, like an old office with, with linoleum and bad carpet and fluorescent lights and no access to natural light or air. Um, so, you know, productivity, um, happier employees, a lot of these things like just bringing nature in boosts your mood. Um, and that in turn creates less sick days, less turnover, which affects your bottom line. Um, from an energetic standpoint, I think it's like, you know, aligning the inhabitants of the, the, the building um, with, with a healthy building. Um, and, and also, you know, respecting the earth, you know, when you're using non-toxic sustainable materials, the earth is what houses us. So anything we can do to give back and respect that, I think energetically that just creates like great vibes, which are going to come into your space. Um, and lastly, some of these ancient practices like uh, feng shui and vastu um, are all about, you know, maximizing the success and the abundance um, and the positive energy within a space. So there's wonderful things. And I think right now what we need to focus on out of all of this is, is feeling good and being healthier as a nation. I agree. And I think in turn, it'll lead to a little bit more peace and happiness amongst everyone, you know, at home and at work, just daily life in general. So just looking ahead, you know, for designers like yourself, you've been practicing this for quite some time. What are your tips for those listening in and looking to start including holistic design into their practice and process? Sure. So um, I'll start with, with some, some, some blatant self-promotion. We have a blog on our website. It's called Beyond Spaces. Um, I write about a lot of things, holistic interior design. I have like my top tips that people can easily incorporate at home. Um, you can also follow us um, on Instagram at Gala Magrina Design, and we do a, a constantly posting around holistic interior design. Um, lastly, I got my certification at the Holistic Interior Design Institute that was online, and they're based in the UK. So if you want to delve even further, it's a wonderful program and a wonderful certification, and that kind of like cracks the doors open into some of these other practices. Um, and lastly, you know, if you are a, an organization, um, you know, reach out to me. I do a one hour webinar um, that just kind of gives an overview of holistic interior design and has some time for Q&A. And we've done that for Ivy, which is an interior design um, software um, and other organizations. I love talking to the trade because I always have this analogy that, you know, if, if, if God, consciousness, whatever you believe in created the earth and, and, and created it perfectly, right? As interior designers and architects and builders, we are 
on a, a similar scale, creating spaces for people to inhabit. So we need to make them as wonderful and beautiful and healthy as possible. Um, and so anybody that is interested that's of the trade, um, please reach out and, and happy to talk to your organization some more about this. It's wonderful. So lots of opportunities to learn more. Gala, I just want to thank you so much for sharing your unique perspective. It was really interesting to learn about holistic design and how you use it in your own practice. So thank you for joining us for today's episode. Thank you so much. Take care. Yeah. And for those listening, you can, of course, read more about her blog, like she said, on her website at galamagrinadesign.com. Otherwise, we look forward to having you join us for another episode of I Hear Design. Thank you.